This episode of the Better Two Podcast is brought to you by Kitty Mystic and DM Needham, author of My Days with the Dark Muse, as well as Love is Worth Waiting For. Hi gang, Donna here. Thanks for tuning in to the Better Two Podcast. Today's guest is a friend of the show, Miss Sarah Martucci. You guys may have remembered her from us talking about Sasquatch last Halloween. Plus, we also, she was my very first guest. And we talked about her coming out as a medium. So I hope you enjoy the show because we go all over the place again. Hi, Sarah. It's long time no see. I didn't have you at all on season four, but you're back for season five. Oh, fucking right. <laughs> so, so how have you been? Oh, now it's going to freeze. Uh, I've been doing okay. Yeah, I know. I, I've been doing okay. I've just been busy as hell doing readings, um, doing podcasts. Like, this has been awesome. And so just kind of like uh, traveling too, uh, going and seeing like other medium friends do shows. And um, it's been, it's actually been a really good uh, 2022 so far. So at least in terms of just doing work, getting out there, getting my, my name out there and just doing the work that I love to do, supporting my friends, getting to connect with friends. Like it, it's been good. I've needed this in 2022 because man, since honestly like 2016, just mother F. <laughs> so I, I needed this connection. I needed to feel, uh, you know, back in my body. Is that a weird thing to say? I just think like the last two years, it's like things have been so much that all of us are just disassociating all the time. <laughs> so it feels like so. Being back in my body, being present, being here in the moment, and just loving on my friends, loving on myself. Self-care game is definitely upped. So, you know, just trying to take care of my needs. Um, I think, and doing the best as I gesture wildly about the world, just doing the best I can with what's in front of me at the moment, while still trying to stay sane. Jesus, please put on your sandals, get down here and take the wheel. (laughs) It is, oh, too much. So, um, long story short, doing great <laughs> just trying to tune in take care of myself and be present how are you doing i'm managing i'm taking yeah. it day by day and i hit 100 episodes um nice. so- awesome. and i hit a year <laughs> yes. and, uh, i have now a total of four shows nice well done I don't know if it's nice or if I'm just insane, but you know, maybe a little bit of both, girl. Like embrace it. <laughs> I know. Oh, and what I wrote a little magic. Yeah. <laughs> and I wrote a little kids book. Oh, you did? It's not. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's it's a rough draft. I wrote a little kids book, and it's a rough draft. But we'll oh. we'll talk about that later because I don't want to okay, get too cool. much away. But yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, it was like it came to me, and boom, I wrote it, and here we go. So. Yeah. I, you got to love inspiration when it happens like that. We're just like, oh, here it's it's like such a good cathartic release too, right? Yeah. I love that, Donna. That's so cool. I can't wait to see it. it. It's it's fun, and I mean, there'll be illustrations, and who knows? Maybe I'll I'll send you a copy that way. You know, yeah. Leo can get it. Leo will love it. Yes. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so while we're here talking, and since your name is growing, and this is really going to set this up beautifully, because since your name is growing. <laughs> I'm sure you're aware that like on TikTok and Instagram and even Facebook that, well, there, there's two types here. There's the scam, straight up scam artists. And then there's the ones that take over your identity and change your name just slightly. And then, and this is always a crack up for me, is yeah. when they send me, you now I'm a practitioner, I'm doing right. the daily TikTok. And then they send me a message going, Oh, spirit has guided me to give you a reading. 
And my response, I, I at one time I did respond going, so how much is this going to cost me? But then I'm like, you know, don't even entertain the trolls. Just block them, report them, and be done. Yes. Because this is a problem. And, and these social media accounts aren't doing anything about it. Jack shit. They're doing jack literal shit. Yep. And so they're even telling me, they're even telling me as other people are reporting that other accounts are showing up as me and trying to scam people that they haven't done anything wrong and they're not going to get rid of it. Like, so this person gets to take literally my picture, my identity, everything about me, pretend to be me, try to scam people. And you guys are saying they haven't done anything wrong. Woo. Okay. Now we got a problem. Now this Aries is pissed off. <laughs> I, I think the only the time. Hard. I think the only time they'd go after anybody, because I remember Michael DeBar was, I was getting constant friend requests from him. He's a older actor, musician, and I was getting constant, you know, troll accounts and I would report them and it's a constant problem. But I think once you're verified, then they take you a little bit more serious. But until then, it's just like, screw you, you're a little peon, go on. It just pisses me off. You know, like, and yes, that is the attitude about it. Cause it's like, no, I'm not a little peon. I've been doing this for almost a fucking decade. There's nothing peon about me. And this is also weirdly enough, an indication that your name is starting to get out there. So it's also annoying as fuck and fucked up, but also it's a weird sign that you're actually making an impact. Or you're actually starting to get out there and be seen by people. So it's kind of a bittersweet thing going on, but I do not like it when people try to take my identity and pretend like they're me and do fucked up shit. I'm also a Leo rising. I will find you and it will not be good. <laughs> do not hurt people in my name. Absolutely fucking not. That's everything I go against. Why? Why? What about this makes you think that this is a good idea? But they they aren't thinking of that. They just want money. They want to scam people and get money. So not today, Satan. So I just, and I think most people know, like, especially if you've been following me for a while, like, I don't slide up in your DMs. I'm, no. I'm not going to sit here and offer you free shit. I already offer free stuff all week long. So if you want to tune into that, come meet me there. But like, yeah, if you want a reading, like, here's my Etsy site. Like, I keep it really fucking simple. And I think for the most part, most of my followers are like, bullshit. And I'll call and like, you know, you know, tag this person, block them, you know, whatever they got to report them. But yeah, I think until I think you're right. I think until you're verifying, like, whatever that means, like, you have a certain amount of followers. You know, and you could possibly make money, then they give a shit about you. Well, fuck you all. I give a shit about myself now. And fuck this noise. Absolutely not. Like, I'm just, I'm going to burn it all down. <laughs> I'm burn it all down. Fuck all this shit. Stupid. I'm done with it. Well, one of the yeah. funny, one of the funny things, uh, as you're talking about, you've arrived. I remember yeah. when John was still alive, there was one of my books allegedly showed up on a pirate site. But here's the funny thing. This is the funny thing, because this is when you know it's really a scam. Not only was one of my, both my, well, it was both my books, and then the book that I'm writing, that I'm still writing, showed up. That they had it. And it even had an alleged review from one of the, they stole a review from Goodreads, because it's up on Goodreads that it's there, that oh, I'm working oh. on it. So they went to Goodreads, took everything from there, and then posted it that you could download the book. So basically what they're doing is going after credit card information. And I've told people yes. this before. If you want a book, reach out to me. Yep. And yeah, we'll if you want a reading, reach out to me. Or here's yeah. my Etsy site. Yeah, don't fuck with Dan. That's just what, what? No. God, I'm sorry that happened. Hey. Doesn't that make you angry? It, like, did, that make you angry? it did make me angry, but John looked at me and he said, well, babe, I guess you arrived. 
since they're trying to pirate you now. I and look, I don't think I've uh, fully arrived. To me, I'll yeah. uh, I will have arrived when Oprah's like, "What up, girl?" Then I'll know I have arrived when Oprah knows my name. Boom shakalaka. So that's <laughs> that's my arrival point. Um, Oprah, why? I don't know. I just loved her since I was a kid. I don't, it's just weird standards, but yeah, like in a weird way, it's kind of telling you you're reaching enough people, you're getting your voice out there that you know somebody wants to rip you off, and they they think that they'll be able to make money off your name. So yeah. fucked up way, it's like telling you that you know you're actually making an impact. It's like oh, okay, you know, I still want to punch this person in their fucking throat, but. <laughs> Thanks for also letting me know I'm, I'm reaching more people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, yes. One of the people that, you know, speaking of the verified issue, one of the friends of the show, Servon Campbell, he's been on here twice. He's coming back on too. Um, he was a comedian before he really got into doing music. And on his Instagram originally, he was Sex Monkey Limo Driver. I like that name. <laughs> but... But his musical name is Sirvon Campbell. Well, unfortunately, he got verified as a comedian, so his name is Sex Monkey Limo Driver. <laughs> Poor guy. You know what? Roll with it. He's a comedian. Roll with it, bro. <laughs> he's like, Instagram won't let me change it. His music is really serious. He's he's collaborated yeah. with John Oates, but Instagram's wow. like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Spirit's like, no, bud, can't take yourself. <laughs> the first time he told me that, I just like rolled. I was just like, yeah. oh, that's too funny. Poor guy, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't realize that once you get verified, I guess you can't change your name because then they'd have to re-verify you. Interesting. Right. right. So once you mm. once you are verified, you are verified as that, and that is it. Okay. And nobody well. wants to build up followers again. Oh God. I, I, most of my work I do is on Facebook, which is like, okay, old lady. Okay. You know, but, <laughs> but I mean, Facebook has been the best in terms of my business. That's where I've reached the most people. I need to get on TikTok. I have an account, but I haven't done anything with it yet. I'm just nervous to do it. And everybody's like, you fucking idiot. Get on there now. I'm like, I know, I know. I don't know what my people is. I guess I'm waiting for the right timing or I'm just procrastinating. Uh, coins tossed around. Who knows? <laughs> Probably both. Um, but yeah, like Instagram and stuff, like it's just, I don't know to me, and can I say this too, that like going through this avenue, social media is exhausting. It is exhausting. It's almost its own full-time job. Cause I gotta like make sure scammers aren't coming down there and trying to find people, uh, like literally just commenting on my stuff, uh, leaving weird fucking reviews about like doctors in other countries, like healing their genital warts and bringing their marriage back together. And I, I've had that one. I've had that one about Dr. Susu can, can fix your, your marriage and, and put a curse on your ex. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Well, I don't need any of that. And I didn't, any of that so please get off my page like this is not where people could see that review and be like oh yeah that's trustworthy but maybe maybe also too there's a message in there that if they're posting that stuff it's because people do see that i'm trustworthy that they would take that and see that as a so i mean that's nice all right silver lining if we're gonna look for one <laughs> well i mean as soon um, as i put as soon as i post something about the podcast or about yeah. a book i'll get promoted here it's like dude I, it was like two seconds ago you haven't even literally looked at, looked at it right so i know you're full of shit um and i just don't even want that like i i want i want organic 
I want to bring people in organically. I don't want to have to pay for it because I'm cheap. <laughs> but also, too, to me, that's more validating that my name is getting around by word of mouth and that I don't have to put my name out there. Like, yeah, it's been slow, but it's been fucking steady. So cheers. That's the way I like my growth anyways. I don't want a flash in the pan. I don't want to blow the fuck up overnight. I don't even want to be famous, which most people would be like, why? Because that's such an indicator in our society. I don't care what profession you're in, that like if you make it on TV or everybody knows your name, then you're validated. Absolutely fucking not. No, not for me. And on top of that, I don't want that. That looks lonely. That looks exhausting. You have no privacy. Like nothing about being famous looks exciting or fun or good at all to me, except financial security. And even that's a question mark, right? Because you always got to make sure that you're you're always being seen. Like that is no thanks. I want to do well enough that people in my community respect me and they trust me. That that is making it. And then also side note, if Oprah knows my name, but other than that, <laughs> other but than that. Like that's success to me. So honestly, really, I have made it. I, I have a reader friend who she does intuitive paintings. Yeah. And about two years ago, George Takei shared a video of hers. Wow. And she blew up. Well, here's yeah. the thing. She got so overwhelmed because of that, that she yep. had to take time down because she couldn't meet all the requests. Right. Now, that's the thing about it. It's like, you don't, you know, be careful what you wish for because if you do get it, then what are you going to do? Right. Are, are you, you actually prepared for that? Do you have the foundation down to like even support that? Yeah, you want the money and the you know attention, the fame and everything coming in. But like there is positives and negatives that come with everything. Are you ready? And also, too, there's going to be a shit sandwich that you eat with anything that you love to do. Are, are you ready for that shit sandwich? Because that one's a serious load. It well, really is. It just demands so much. Well, and the, and the thing is, we as people, we love to build you up and right. then tear you down. Yep. Another side note of being seen, a fear thing that I've had to work through. Right now you have too, is like being seen and being heard. I, I, I know people are going to make fun of me. They have. They come on my lives and said all kinds of fucked up shit. And it's interesting because some people like to comment about my weight, like how heavy I am, or they like to say, you know, this is bullshit, like whatever they, whatever. So are you also ready for that too? So I think before you make it big, it's important, or before you make it to any level in your life with whatever the fuck that you're doing, fucking know yourself. Spend this time getting to know who you are and what you're about. So no matter what, who comes on, who's got anything to say, it doesn't fucking matter because number one, they don't fucking know you. And number two, you know yourself so well that nothing they can say can push you from that middle space, that, that temperance, knowing who the fuck you are balanced in that. So if I've learned anything, I can pass something on, do that, y'all. And and I think that's also a lifetime thing that we continually keep doing. But yeah. at least if you, you've got a business and you're trying to put yourself out there, know who the fuck you are, because then it also comes across as so much more authentic when you're steeped in yourself, knowing who you are, having confidence around that. So when these dumb people say dumb shit, oh, fucking well, fuck off, asshole. It literally means nothing to me, you know? Well, it, it, the one thing about doing the podcast, it's like the most popular episode I have is where I talked to a sex therapist last year. And I was oh, very yeah. honest about my relationship with my husband and his health issues and how sex was. So I put that all out there. And I didn't really, you know, at the time, I was like, eh, it won't be that big a deal. And just the podcast alone has had is the biggest. It's over 100 and something now. Nice. And it's just like, you know, now the world knows all this. 
it's so much vulnerability. People don't recognize that too. When you own your own business or if you're in the public eye, like there is some level of vulnerability. Like, are you willing to be vulnerable with your people? I don't care what your profession is. Like, uh, there is some level of vulnerability here. So, like, yeah, mama, that was a huge fucking step. I'm actually really proud of you for talking about it because who knows how many people are hearing that and being like, okay, thank God I'm not alone. And here's some advice in order to help that. Fucking right, Donna. Well, that was the one thing. It's like people people always talk about men's health and and how they... Well, and, and this is what I was telling her. It's like, when John and I first got together while he had issues... The man was willing to inject himself with a needle in his penis to try to get an erection because the right. others wouldn't work. And that tells me, you know, and it was to me, I was really wanted to hone in that sex isn't everything in a relationship. While it's yeah. great, yeah, fair. having a partner yeah. that supports you and loves you is 10 times better than let's go rip our clothes off all the time because that fades. That does fade. And yeah, the stability and the security is what lasts. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, like, hell yeah, sex is great. But if you ever had a partner that looks at you like you're the loveliest demon he's ever seen and supports all your chaos and fuckery, that's love. Yeah. That's love to me. I mean, let, let's be honest. Toys can take care of other things. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's what they're literally for. So can we take around, can we take the shame away from talking about sexual problems or talking about sexual wanting what we want? Like, I just, I don't think that there's, look, from my point of view, if you're being vulnerable about something that is important to you and you're willing to share something that you feel like might even help other people, and you're just being honest and raw about it, I think you're in the right places, doing the right things at the right time. We have so few people that are actually really being vulnerable and trying to help so that when I feel as though I find somebody like that, like you and your friendship, like it's important to me. I want to hold on to that. I want that vulnerability. I want that realness. And I think it adds to your authenticity, Donna. So I applaud you. Thank you for being vulnerable. I think you do that every time you go into one of these meetings with people because you're sharing your stuff too, you know? So I, I applaud you, mama. This is, this is why this podcast is so fucking awesome. One of the multiple reasons why. Thank you. I was gonna, you know, back to circling back to the the, yeah. the talk about sex. Though I was watching last night on Netflix, there's a three series documentary called "The Principles of Pleasure," mm-hmm. and you know, the interesting thing is, it was talking about how my generation, your generation, and basically generations in this country, we don't talk about female sex at all. Nope. And it talks shame. It, it talks in depth about the yeah. experience and how we can gain pleasure now. Why is it that we are so taboo with sex? I think it's a power and control issue. I think it's a way to keep us, because let me say this too, I've noticed at least within my healing work and the healing profession, like, uh, you know, all the stuff that we do, in order to like really do some powerful shit, your sexual energy is probably at a thousand percent. Most people don't make that correlation, you know what I mean? But like, you got to have an energy store somewhere. And I have found for the most part, there's some kind of sexual energy going on. So I think when that Kundalini rises, well, and that's why a better term, you know, well, that's why, you know, if you start looking at tantric, yeah, when when you're talking about tantric, it's like people connecting on a spiritual level more so than just the physical level. I mean, the physical is there, but you can connect on a spiritual level. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that can happen. So (laughs) just saying it can happen. So I I, I think it's interesting. I I think it's more of a power and control thing with the people in power. 
um, in terms of whether that be religion, government, politics, it doesn't fucking matter, whoever the fuck's in power, maybe even the head of your household, doesn't fucking matter. Um, it's a form of power and control to keep us in control. And it's like, I, I won't, I won't be a part of that. I am who I am. And show me a person that has actually stepped into their sexuality, embraces it and enjoys it. And it shows me that they're not powerful. Well, here's the thing though. We're taught it, it, men can own their sexuality, but yes. we're taught that women, you're not supposed to own your sexuality. And if you do, then you're deemed a slut. Right. Slut it is. I don't give a call it whatever you want. It doesn't to me that doesn't I'm going to own who I am and I'm going to own who I'm about. It's important to me. Like that's important to me. And I think that's a part of everybody's like literal power place. This is where a lot of people's power comes from, whether that's for good or bad. But I think if you're conscious around it and, and you know who you are, you step into your sexuality, you say yes to pleasure, like, and, and to who you are as a person, because it's all interconnected. Like, how can you not step into your power? And I, I just think it's such a beautiful nuanced thing that is such a spectrum. So I hope that people stop looking at it black and white. I think that we are. There's a huge feeling here that that's shifted big time. And I think it has to do maybe more with my generation. I could be wrong, but I feel like the millennials, we've had enough. We want our avocado toast and we all want to be by. Just let us be. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I, I think the whole generation is just done with this black and white thinking. It's a spectrum. Wherever you land on it is a beautiful place. Embrace it. Love yourself know who you are tune into that and don't let again i think this goes back to knowing who the fuck you are so that when you do nobody and i don't care who the fuck they are can tell you who you are what you're about or keep you under control and i think the shame element adds to it because like when that shame element comes in people go and they do stuff you know what i mean so that's also another form of power and control so this other person knowing and holding that over you fuck that noise fuck that noise and the shame element goes also back to our body image, you know, yep. if we yep. don't have the, the perfect body image. You know, when you're thinking Absolutely. about my generation, and I'm sure your generation still, we had sleepovers. It was okay oh, yeah. for a girl to sleep over. So I don't have a kid. I've been way past that game. But I just wonder now if parents are okay with girls sleeping over, or is there the big question of... That's interesting, because I've actually heard that from a couple parents where their girls are... You know, they came out and they were like, oh, my God, they've been having sleepovers. It's <laughs> like, wow, shit. You know what I mean? So that yeah. loophole's starting to leave. <laughs> so I think that loophole for people is starting to leave. Um, but also that also signals to me that there's more acceptance around it, too. So we don't have to have that fucking loophole. You know what I mean? So I, I think, um, yeah, that's definitely coming up. But I also think it's a sign of the times or the sign that like things are changing for the better because there isn't a need for that anymore. We can we can just be ourselves. It's okay to be open and be free about who you are and what you're about. Never again. I grew up in an authoritative, like uh, my parent, my dad wanted to go back to like speaking Latin in church. He felt like it was so far gone. We need to go back to talking Latin in church, like that kind of Catholic hardcore um it just it was absolute sexual physical like repression your body is shame covered all over well like just modesty you know as modesty you know covered as that so 
no, from a very young age, I was taught to have shame around my body and then weight issues. And it's just been a, it's been a power and control mechanism in my life. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm sick of it. You know, before we even started here, we were talking about like, I've just lost 25 pounds and I know that I've got to get my health. Thank you. I've got to get my health together. I got to show up for my kid. If I want another kid, I need my body to be in a good space where I can do that. But just mostly to show up for my kids, show up for my husband, show up in my life have more energy and live what a shame it would be because I'm so ashamed of my body and not wanting to have like really look at myself and have confidence and love myself that I would miss out maybe because I die early because I don't take care of myself or I just can't show up because I don't have the energy miss out on my kid's life miss out on life in general just because I have confidence issues and body issues so it's something I've got to face. It wasn't my fault what happened to me around that, but my healing is absolutely my responsibility. And I don't want to pass that on either to my kid. I want him to feel safe and good in his body and that no matter what it looks like, you're loved. And this is, it's good. It's good, you know? Body well, see, image is really important. That's one of the good things about you waiting to have kids till a little bit later. Yeah. I mean, I was a stepmom at the age of 22. I was still totally fucked in my head. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm sure I passed on some things to my stepkids because yeah. of that. And I feel bad because I did. But that is our society. It's it's interesting. You know, you were talking about the closet. We were talking about the closet and everything. There's a guest that by the time this airs will have already been on the other show, the B2D2 show. Mm -hmm. And she wrote a book about this actress that basically started in Hollywood in the 1940s. And by the 1960s, she had been married and everything. She had met this woman that's coming on the show, Alexis. And they had a relationship. But Hollywood deemed it inappropriate. So she had to basically, she had to run undercover as her kid's sister. Yeah. And I insane. mean, that's how, insane. Yeah. That's insane. Mm -hmm. It's love. Who gives a fuck? Like, it's love. Stop this shit. I just, I, to me, it's preposterous, but also growing up in it, I understand the mentality because I saw it firsthand. It's fear. Mm -hmm. It's absolute fear because for a lot of those people, they haven't come to terms with their own sexuality. And so they're trying to just batten down the hatches on anybody else that might, because it's a constant reminder around them not facing themselves. Number one, number two, yeah, we might have a closeted person here that's trying their hardest to keep it under wraps, you know, or number three, they just want power and control over people. And this is one of the easiest ways to do it. Our whole society is built to support that too. It is from makeup advertisements, the weight loss stuff to clothing, every single place you look, it, it's terrible. Even kids' toys. We divide kids' toys up into, to, you know, categories. It's yep. not blended together. A boy should not be playing with a doll. Why not? That's ridiculous. My son has a baby doll, and he loves to carry that baby doll and feed it and change it and give it a bath. There is nothing wrong with teaching boys and men how to be kind and loving and nurturing. That's a part of all of us. We all have male and female sides to us. We all have... You know, the spectrum inside of us. There's nothing wrong with being a nurturing, good, kind, loving person. You can't go wrong with that. You really cannot. So my child's going to have whatever the fuck he wants to play with. Mostly right now, it's it's pirates and trains. I'm not against it either. I love pirates too. But so <laughs> I'm not even mad about it. Uh, my birthday is usually around Pirate Day in Baltimore. It's a blast. So um, I just, yeah, you know, I, I I'm going to let my kid be free. He can be whoever the fuck he wants to be, and he can love whoever the fuck he wants to love. I'm going to support him in that, no matter what the fuck. 
I wish I had had that same support as a kid. I wish I had, you know what? No, I take that back. I take that back. I really do. I'm actually, I'm not thrilled that was my childhood, but I think it gave me a different perspective in terms of how important this is um, to make sure that my son has freedom growing up. Yeah. And that, that's important. important. That's yep. very important. There's a, there, I will share something and I haven't shared. I mean, some people know this and some people don't. Yeah. Um, after I left my first husband, I had gone down to New Orleans with my friend slash roommate at the time. And my stepmother took us out and there was one of my dad's best friends who was a little bit older than me and his friend. And my stepmother took us to Bourbon Street and there was a male stripper who just, I was like, I could dance better than that. An $8 <laughs> cocktail was like this small. <laughs> Went and got a hurricane of cattle. So I had, <laughs> yeah. I, had a, I had a Stoli driver and then I had a hurricane and I don't drink. Okay. So then we went to this other bar that my dad would frequent that I had never been to. And yeah. my stepmother's with us this whole time. And so I'm feeling pretty good. And, and my friend decides to challenge the my dad's friend to a drinking game. And oh, she, boy. Didn't, she didn't want the Goldschlager. So I'm like, ah, I'll try it. I'll take Goldschlager. <laughs> So anyway, we, we could tell there's pictures. There's pictures of yeah. this night. Um, but the, so I'm I'm I still am pretty well lit, and yeah. I'm making out with her. My hands on his crotch. I'm making out with her, and my stepmother's taking pictures of all this. It's just weird. Why is she taking pictures of it all? And then we went to Walmart the next day to get them developed, and then she was so proud to show my father. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it was a tool to use against you to keep you quiet or to get you to do whatever she wanted. But she put all her cards on the table. She she thought it was funny. She thought it was cute. But I think in a no, way, she it was, didn't. I think no, it was sh- I think it was shaming. I think it was to yeah. shame my dad. Show my dad that your daughter is not such a little angel. Yeah. Although this person's the same person that told me I needed a fuck buddy. She's very confusing. Yes, she's <laughs> she's very confusing. God rest her soul. Well, no, I got to say this. I mean, when they met, when she met my dad, they met at a bar and she, she, she saw the outline of my dad's cock in his pants and said, so I'd like to see it for real. And they went in the bathroom. These are things I should not know about my father. Don't you tell me that true love isn't real. Come <laughs> at me with that. Okay. Well. Uh, she's spicy. I'll give her that. Um. <laughs> Scorpio. And he's a Scorpio. Mm. Well, it was a match made in hell then. So <laughs> it was a match made in hell. <laughs> There's that. Um, it, I, yeah, I, okay. I, yeah, I would not be happy with her. I'd be like, what the fuck was that shit about? Oh my God. My parents used to accuse me because in high school I had zero dates. I was, pl- I was, I was plus sized. And that was a no-go in high school. I was friends with everybody, but like I dated like one guy in high school. And so my mom like would accuse me of being a lesbian, but like it would come angrily at me. And so please notice too, like coming from like my parents and stuff, like when they accuse somebody of being gay, there's also this whole slew of words that come behind it, which is abomination, which is, you know, uh, ungodly, which is disgusting, which is, you know, everything in the whatever they apply to it coming from the Bible. So, you know, really, they were saying, like, are you gross? Are you disgusting? Are you do you know what I mean? And it's like, even before my sexuality could even really develop and know who the fuck I was, I was already put in fear mode of like, oh, my God, I hope to God I'm not gay. Do you know what I mean? Before yeah. I even had time to answer it, you know, it's like, and I'm also just terrified of boys. I'm a teenage girl. You know, holy fuck. 
So it was just, it was really hard growing up with that. I don't want my kid to ever go through that ever. I want Leo to be free with what, whoever, and he's into, I, I don't care. So I think maybe again, it just made me rebel against all that bullshit. And it's like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm going to be comfortable with who I am, whatever the fuck that looks like. I look, I'm, I'm extra and I'm sparkly, no matter whether I'm straight gay or somewhere in between, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, <laughs> Well, all I can do is show up as myself, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the thing about this is, for me, so before my husband and I split, my first <laughs> husband, he he sat there the first time he met my friend, my roommate. He said I wanted to. He asked her to take naked pictures, and then he said he wanted to buy. He wanted to have a menage a trois with the two of us, which he wouldn't have known oh. what the fuck to do anyway. But he didn't even buy the best bottle of champagne. I'm like, dude, you didn't even buy champagne. When we got married. Oh, what the fuck? So okay. anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I think part of the you know when I'm drinking, this kind of leads to let's mess around. Now I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna out myself here for because this is. What the fuck? Whatever. I was 26 at the time, 27. Anyway, so I'm living with this person and we experiment for a week. And I, because I do this, because I want to be loved. I want to be loved. It's nothing more than that. And I realized that because we were, we were living in one place and then we moved to the next place. Mm -hmm. Like after this week, the relationship completely changed. We were still mm -hmm. roommates, but it's like any feeling because she'd come home from work and she'd kiss me and everything. And it was like, oh, wow, this is wonderful. I, I had yeah. that feeling. And then it completely changed. Mm. And it was just kind of like, okay, so that's over. So it's like, do I, do I, I consider myself straight? I guess mm -hmm. I could be bi, but there was so much shame that's always been attached to that part of it because it's like, Sorry, well, if somebody knew that about me, well, no, everybody fucking experiments at least once, maybe not everybody, but you know, yeah. but there's still an attachment and, and like the fact that there's those, there are those pictures. It's like, I still have those pictures, but it's like, I would never post those pictures because Lord knows there's also a picture of me holding a drink with a cigarette, which <laughs> would you even think that about me? Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, that's the thing. There's, there's these things that we keep because there's so much shame attached to them that we don't talk about. So yes, I've yeah. talked about it now and now the world knows and da da da. da. Nobody's but, got anything against you, Donna, you're free. Yeah, you're free. And that's isn't that the point? Don't we all deserve to just be free? Yeah, Rock. that does. It doesn't mean that I'm I doesn't mean I'm gay. It doesn't mean that I'm bi. It's one incident in my lifetime. And it was somebody that was it just means friend. that you're Donna. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It has no it has no bearing on you in terms of who you are as a person or your goodness. How like, it's just it is what it is. However, before that happened, I was living in New Orleans with my dad and mm -hmm. the stepmom and because I had moved back because I had a chance to go to college. So I moved back home and my friend and I are talking and I'm thinking about moving back up here and we're talking all the time. And my dad, my dad says, so is that your lesbian lover you're calling? Are you two lesbians as much as you're on the phone? I, I know. And nothing I, had happened like... at that point, but because of those pitch, <laughs> because of those pictures that the stepmom took, this is why my dad was doing it. Wow. I'm sorry, Donna. That's unfair. And I know that made you feel, he was trying to make you feel shame. He was trying to, I'm sorry. You didn't deserve that. I'm but sorry. He, he was in his 70s. Or not. I don't not, care. No, he wasn't in his, excuse me. He was in his 40s at that point, almost 50. I don't care if he was no. in his fucking <clears throat> 110s. I don't give a fuck. But like, you can still be a good, kind person. Here's the Holy funny, fuck. 
here's the funny thing. So he's going to shame me for that. But this is the person who, at a St. Patrick's Day, somebody threw a pair of underwear at him. And then his friends, because he had been drinking, his friends dared him to change into them. Well, you would think that maybe he'd pull them over his clothes. From what I understand, the man dropped trial and put them on in public. Oh, okay. Also, too, did we not mention he was a Scorpio? Who is he, <laughs> who is he to judge you and your sexual prowess? Okay? <laughs> like, Scorpios are ruled by their genitalia, I've been told. So, <laughs> so we're just going to leave that on the table. So, yeah, can I say to you, maybe, maybe uh, what he had to say had no bearing in your life at all. And what she had to think and feel had no bearing in your life at all. You get to be who you are, beautiful, imperfect, powerful, empowered, embodied. Be yourself, Donna, no matter what that looks like. This is why I I live where I live and not down there, Mm -hmm. because it's like, I don't need the the grief. I don't need the, the hassle. No. You deserve to be surrounded by people that love you and accept you just for who you are, no matter what that looks like when you show up. The end. I mean, unless you're being a dick or you're being abusive. I had a full ride, a full college scholarship. I walked away from because I didn't want to live with him anymore. I think that speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. I think that speaks volumes. So I'm glad you came to terms with who you are and what you're about, Donna. Thank you for sharing that with all of us. Like, let's. I'm still trying to figure out what I am now, but cheers until the (laughs) end of time. But like, at least at this point so far you're comfortable enough with it to share it with people. And thank you. But that's the thing about, that's the thing about grief. Mm. We'll we'll segue over to that real quick, because the fact of the matter is, you know, we, we sit here and we think, okay, it's been X number of days and I'm counting the days and it's been, it'll be two years in June. And I think, okay, well then I've made it two years without John, but Mm. then I have to really step back and go, okay, wait a second. You lived how many years prior without him? And I don't think we ever think about that. We just, we get so lost in what we had that when it's gone, we, we were adrift. But yeah. the fact of the matter is before he ever entered my sphere, I had a life. And that's, and it's, that's it's, the hard part. It is because it's forever changed now because he was a part of it. He made it better. He made it more beautiful. And so you're feeling that loss. Of course you are. This was your, this was your person. So it's like, you know, having that other part of you gone, it feels like a part of you is gone. Grief never leaves us. It doesn't. But we start to grow up and around it. We become a bigger container for all the love that we, I think, embody and then can give others. So just know that that grief and that pain that you feel is fucking physical proof of how important that connection was and how much you loved each other i don't know why that exchange is there but that pain and that missing them is the proof of how much they meant to you and you to them but so and and think about this way how how often in nature we'll take this to nature how often do you see flowers coming through concrete how often do you see like a tree growing around a pole you know there's a way there's a way for things to happen and to keep growing and i I guess my whole point is that the fact is we have to kind of remember that we made it this far without them we had a life beforehand and granted that can't be said when you have when it's your parent that passes but for other people in our lives we have to remember that there was a time where we were okay yeah and And that you will be okay again it's just going to be in a different way now Mm -hmm. 
Indeed. I know, dude. Grief is fucking hard. And, and people think it's like you go through it once and you're done. It's a fucking spiral, y'all. But consider that it's like an onion in layers or that it's a staircase that we're kind of like circling around up to. So just just know that it always comes back around. Mm-hmm. It's never not going to hurt that you're missing somebody that you loved and was important to you and is still important to you. So I, I think that's why asking for signs from loved ones. I think that's why lighting candles, thinking of them, talking about them, sharing their story, still celebrating them, even though that they aren't physically here, is so important because it keeps that love or it keeps that energy rolling, moving, and a shaking. It lives right here. <laughs> they live right here in our fucking heart. Holy shit, they're never, ever far away. So I I think we just, we change over time, like we're going to anyways. And grief is an important part of that. Everybody has to go through it at some point. So at least we know that it's one thing that helps us maybe uh, know that we aren't alone in, even though grief makes you feel very isolated. Um, uh, I think just the knowledge of knowing that at least I'm not alone and that I know that this was real. This was real, true love between us. That's why it hurts, I think, is, is a good, helpful uh, space to be in when and if you're ready to be there and accept that, understand well, I, that, know it. And the heart, one of the hardest things, you know, there's a couple of hard things. It's like, yeah, I went through this during the whole COVID isolation thing. Yeah. But the real, the thing that came home to roost, we talked a little bit about before this, I had to have that test done. And I thought to myself, you know, I even posted something. I deleted the post though, a, a picture of me in the hospital. It was like, I'm used to being the person sitting there with the patient. Right. I'm not used to being the patient. Being the patient, yeah. And here I am sitting here and it's like, I had to get a neighbor to drop me off. I uh, he, he dropped me off, he didn't stay with me. So it was just like, it was weird because I've taken care of John for so long and I took care of my stepkids and it's like, okay, so now who's taking care of me? Oh, me. And I mean, it's it's not that I didn't have, I had friends, all of, all my friends were like, I mean, I woke up from the anesthesia and I'm like texting people going, I'm okay. Yeah, Ho- yeah. Hopefully it wasn't crazy, but you know, it's just one of those things where you, you start going, how does this fit in your life? Especially as you get older, because you're like, okay, yeah. so now I got to start taking care of me. And I got to start, like you were saying about, you know, even though you're not that old, it's like, as you start hitting your fifties and so it's a whole nother caveat of, oh, really? I got to worry about this? Some things are starting to break down a little bit. How, how yeah. uh, it's making me realize, <laughs> you know, time is a ticking. So what's most important? I think it just makes you be present for a second and it makes you put value system around really what your heart's desire is. And yeah, I guess I'm, I'm turning 39 this year on April 19th. So like I'm getting there. I'm almost fucking 40. It's weird. It's a weird thought. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm well, almost going to be 40. Holy fuck. But like, I think it's also an important thing to like age gracefully or to accept aging gracefully, Mm -hmm. because I think, again, we're also brought up uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier, like appearances and, you know, every this, our society, like only treasures youth and that's it. So it's like, how do I continue to treasure myself, even though I'm not even that old, but considering the rest of the world, I'm fucking ancient, you know, it's like, I'm so, I'm so 2012. <laughs> but I mean, when you look at Hollywood, we, we, Hollywood gives the leading guy, actor a 20 year old. Right. Okay. Bonkers. You know, why can't we have them be a mature woman? Why can't they, they be realistic? 
I think it's starting to move that way because audiences want that. We're sick of it. We're sick of the old trope. It's boring. It's done. It's just, ugh, we've had enough of those movies. So can we get some representation here so we can see ourselves in different ways? And I think also, too, movies give this magical ability to, like, envision something bigger for yourself, especially if you're really taken with something or you really get sucked into the storyline or it speaks to something important to you. I love movies. I love Netflix and going to the movies and all that stuff. It's like movies always inspire me and TV shows. So I think it's a way to talk about our, it's a way to talk about our mythos, right? Like, and to really kind of like step into that, start step into like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like a role that's important in our life, maybe even reminding us to be our own leading person. So I, I think also to Leah Rising. So <laughs> I imagine my life is a movie anyway. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I was for better or for worse. What would you say? I said for better or for worse. <laughs> I imagine it's a movie, anyways. <laughs> Life is a movie, though. We have a soundtrack yeah. and all. I mean, it, oh yeah, it, oh yeah, it's a writer. And, and here's the, the funny thing is, when I, I was talking to my editor and my next book, uh, some people are gonna be like, uh, the the girl is eighteen. She's just turned eighteen. She has a twenty six year old guy interested in her and a twenty two year old interested in her. And my editor's like, this is creepy. I'm like, but you got to think about an 18 year old, an 18 year old at that time is not going to think a 22 year old's too old or a 26 year old. And no. I said, and I said, you got the problem is when we hit 40, 50, we start thinking, oh, there's no way an 18 year old will do that. Really? You no, remember being 18? Well, this is the this is the conversation. So my my editor who i've known since 1995 so we have a long time friendship she goes you know actually now that you're thinking about it there was a story i wrote back when we lived in new orleans and it was about an actor so she googles the actor and she's like oh i was 18 and wait a second there's 21 years age difference <laughs> just saying 18 year olds are dumb because you don't know anything right and, and also too, it's not a big deal you already think you're an adult when you're 18 because you're dumb so <laughs> right, right but I mean, she, she's like okay so i have to look at this differently now i'm like yeah yeah but i mean that's the thing when we're 18 we we don't really fully know what we're doing even in our 20s we don't know what the hell we're doing we're i'm 30 i'm about to be 39 and i have zero idea <laughs> Well, as I go along, hoping it works out. I'm I'm about to be 55 in the this year, and I think I know what I'm doing. But there's still some things where I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. Fair, fair, fair. But then again, you look amazing for 55. BT Dubs. I'm only 54, but yeah, 54. Forgive me. How dare? Don't make me 54 and holding. When <laughs> you look amazing. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you very yes. much. I think I was 46 and I went to go buy a bottle of booze for John for his yeah. birthday. And I went to Walmart and I had a hoodie on. And this guy's like, I need to see your ID. And I just looked at him and said, what? And it was like the day before my birthday. And he's like, I need to see your ID. And I'm like, you're lying, right? And he goes, no. I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's my ID. <laughs> I don't get carded. They just don't. And I'm like, all right, you're not even going to try. I mean, you will get an extra tip if you ask me for my ID. When he when he asked me for my ID and I slid it to him, I just looked at him and said, "Thank you, thank you very much." And he just looked at me like I was insane. And he's like, right? "Oh, you were like, oh no, I'm cool." <laughs> 
Yeah, there. Look, listen. If any waiter or waitress is listening to this right now, and you ever get me as your person, fucking card me. I will tip you handsomely. <laughs> well, when John and I first got together, he's like, "Oh, I can get if I shave off my beard, I'll get carded." I'm like, "Okay," and I think I was 38 at the time because I'm like, "I get I got carded for a rated R movie," and I'm like, uh, "What?" Okay. So. I, I just looked at the guy and somebody's like, well, maybe he wanted to see your address. I'm like, I maybe, I don't know. But anyway, so John, John and I are, John's like, he shaves off his beard. He's like, all right, we're going to go to, going to go to the Jewel, which is a grocery store here. And we're going to go buy a bottle of liquor. I'm like, okay. So he goes and buys one and I buy one. Not that I drink. I sound like an alky, but I don't really drink. I have a whole, I still actually, the bottle of booze I bought was a bottle of Stoli Cristal and I still have it unopened. Oh, so this is like nice. 2005. Shit. You're <laughs> aging it. It's aging well. <laughs> anyway, so we go to the line. He goes to check out. Yeah. And the guy's like, that'll be 10.50 or whatever. No ID, no request or anything. John pays. He gets to me, scans the bottle, he goes, I need to see your ID. I'm like, okay, here you go. And John's just like, mother. It's like, mother. <laughs> but it got, there was a couple of times, especially when he had the beard and it was graying yeah. and we'd go someplace. We, he was at a rehab facility, nursing home, um, after his cardiac bypass. And we're eating dinner and this woman walks over to us and she's like, oh, that's so nice that you're here with your father. You're like, yeah, this isn't my dad. Um, when we left the restaurant one day, this guy's like, because John had a cane, we're leaving the restaurant, and this guy goes, let me get the door for you and your dad. <sighs> and John is just, like, mortified. He's like, I don't look that old, do I? I'm like, no. I didn't think so. I didn't think John looked that old. Shit. No, but then like, there, was, uh, there was other people that were just like, oh, you guys are so adorable. It was just one of those things where it's like, depending on who you were, he was yeah. either my dad or we were adorable. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what the fresh fuck? <laughs> Poor John. I would have been throwing bows. I'm like, dad, this. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. John is such a good soul. Yeah. I miss him. I know you do. He's yeah. a good man. You were lucky to have him for as long as you did. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, starting out the gate, I'm going to die. Yeah, okay, whatever, dude. <sighs> we had him eight, oh. total 18 years since I that's met a him. Good, that's a good run. That's a good run. Mm -hmm. Considering he thought he was going to die, like, right after. From the, together, so. <laughs> From the first start of it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, John. But that, that's, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. makeup and mediumship, we're going to segue into that because I meant to ask you about that. So yes. are you bringing that back here? Yes, I am bringing it back. It's just like trying to find the time to do it with my three-year-old and get all that stuff squared away. It's been, it's been kind of hard to find the time to do it. But yes, and I think uh, this season, this season, because um, this is like my play at my own TV show. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and I know earlier, I was like, I want to be famous and I don't. I just want to do this TV show for whoever needs to see it. And that's enough. I'm happy with it. So uh, I would do like half an hour, you know, last year for last season. But this time I think I'm going to do like 15 minute videos. I think it's probably going to go over better. People have less than an attention span. I'm not going to teach the makeup so much as I'm just doing it. And I think I'm coming from the perspective of like, come sit down and do your makeup with me. Let's talk some, let's spill some tea. Let's talk about some shit. 
So, I mean, I mean, that's what the vibes everybody was getting from it anyway. So I'm just listening to what people are saying and what they're asking for with it and just trying to fine tune it until I find my space with it. So I appreciate that everybody's kind of giving me that space to do it and following along. And, um, yeah, I just got to start getting it back out there. Maybe I'll start on TikTok with those and then I'll do like little readings and stuff. And do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you, I don't think on TikTok you can do like 15 minute videos. No, TikTok, TikTok, you have three minute videos. Of course, now they've, they're having like the TikTok stories that are like t 15 seconds. So we're uh -huh. going to ruin your attention span even that much more. Awesome. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. I, I do a, I do a t the daily TikTok and I set my camera for three minutes. Yeah. So I know I have three minutes and yeah, and that's that. it. But, that's it yeah. so yeah that's gonna be hard for me because i can't shut the fuck up um <laughs> i can't i just can't and so editing my videos is literal hell <laughs> i think everything's important and really it's not so uh finding what's most important on there scaling it back down to like 10 15 minutes so that people have the attention span for it um, and then trying to do some more stuff on TikTok. I'm, uh, tr I'm trying on Instagram, at least I'm posting the free weekly up. Um, and then on Facebook, I'm mostly, you know, on there doing, you know, the free weekly reading, then the messages of hope usually on Friday and Saturday, and then just my normal chaos and fuckery throughout the week. So, uh, yeah, makeup and mediumship is coming back. Long story short again, <laughs> can you guys believe that I can't shut the fuck up? Um, <laughs> Yes, it's coming back, and I think it's going to be just shorter versions of it, and we'll see where it goes. So hopefully uh, something happy and good happens with it. If not, what the fuck ever. I'm having a blast doing it. And I get to do my makeup and uh, talk to you guys about stuff that I think is important. So here we fucking go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> when you were talking about social media, which yeah. when we were talking earlier, when I've talked to some of my musical guests, they've been like, yeah, social media is, it, it takes away so much other stuff because yeah. you're constantly having to post. And keep people engaged. And it's like, God, I just, that I wasn't set up for that. And then wait a second. Oh, wait, the algorithms changed. Oh yeah. I don't even, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I, the uh, logarithm means nothing to me because it just literally means I, I don't even know. So I'm like, uh, just good luck to me trying to get out there. I'm just, you know what I do? I put it in spirit's hands. You guys want me to be seen. Somebody needs my help. Bring them to me. Set the intention y'all. If you need something and you feel overwhelmed by it, put it in spirit's hands right now and just say, bring it to me and show me the steps to take to get there. I just, cause I don't know what else to do. <laughs> this is one thing i will say like with tiktok i've had one video i posted the lover's card the other day for the card of the day yeah. i had 2500 views yeah love love pulls in but but yeah. but but yeah. the next one had 400 no the, the other one had 700 right the thing about tiktok and this is what i will say i mean same applies for instagram don't get caught up in the hype if yeah. you have one video that just happens to have a lot of hits, don't think you've made it because yeah. tomorrow it may be one hit. I found that with my business anyways. Sometimes I'll post stuff and I get 100 likes on it. Other times I'll post stuff and I get 15 or 5. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just really, like, am I really tuning into the energy of the day? So it's a good, uh, I think, uh, practice for me to just tune in energetically, make sure that I'm on point with whatever the fuck's going on. And, you know, sometimes you win them, sometimes you lose them. So that's success anyways. It comes and go in waves. And if you think it's, you, you reached it there and then it's consistent, you're out of your fucking mind and you're not being realistic about it. 
So this is like you, again, a callback to being steady within yourself and confident within yourself so that no matter what's happening around your business or your success, you're still good no matter what, that your, your confidence doesn't rely upon how many likes that you get. We've got a whole generation that's built on that and it's, it's going to come home to roost. It's dangerous because it already is. People are killing themselves over it. So it already is. I mean, so I just, it's too much and uh, I don't want to be a part of that. Um, so, but I also realize that's, that's one way. of the main ways I get my fucking name out there. So it's just like, oh, I just want to fist fight it all. So I just, um, yeah, the TikTok is happening at some point. And here's to hoping people Come care about the- anything I have to say. Come <laughs> to the dark side. Come to the dark side. Know, right? <laughs> and, and look, I've gotten that from everybody in my life. Like, why aren't you on TikTok? What are you doing? Like people are getting angry with me and rightfully so, because it feels like I'm probably dragging my feet, but like, I just, I don't know how I want it. If I have to be consistent, I've got to be able to carve that time out in my life. So how do I, how do I do that with a three major? <laughs> and I'm just like trying to run a household. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's a lot. Uh, uh-huh. And I, just a lot of responsibilities to so just reworking my schedule, making sure that I have time for all this and, you know, just again, like I said at the beginning of this, Jesus put on your sandals, get down here and take the wheel. <laughs> well, it, it's like I, yeah. I've, I'm, I don't, I've always forced myself not to do TikTok, and it's like in the last two months, I've like, okay, get up in the morning, have your breakfast, yeah. do yeah. your card pull, and then I have people. Well, why are you pulling the cards the day before? Well, because in a matter of a couple of hours, a few hours, it's going to be. A, the next day overseas yeah so everybody's getting it i actually think that's smart i don't have my life together enough to do that i barely get my free weekly reading out by 10 p.m eastern time on mondays barely (laughs) if at all sometimes sometimes it's tuesday so like i just and i think that's I, I think uh, TikTok, I, I got to get on there. I got to do the thing. I got to stop dragging my feet and I got to schedule myself better. Like I've been working on that big time. It used to be so much worse with me. Absolutely. So <laughs> I think, you know, that it used to be so much worse. <laughs> I'm doing better. I'm showing up and, and trying to be on time for stuff. Just time is an illusion. Can I say that? And I just, I don't know. I lose track of it. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry for who I am. I'm never, never. I'm trying to get on TikTok and do this shit. Running your own business is hard. It's hard. It's a lot of fucking work, and people don't realize how much energy and time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, like confidence issues, all the the mental fuckery, everything that goes into it. So just make sure that your base is good, that you know yourself and you're working on you and getting to know you so that as you're getting into this work, whatever you're doing and you're taking care of yourself, you got this no matter what, that you've got your own back. Right. And, and never apologize for who you are because you're wonderful. So don't apologize. Thanks, and, and I, I love you. Friend. I love you. And I got to <laughs> say this, you know, to anybody that wants to start a business, just because you buy a deck of cards or just because you buy a microphone doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to throw it up there and I'm going to be in business because yeah. while the podcast looks like it's easy, there's also emails to answer, scheduling to do, editing. editing. Which works, Holy fuck. Fortunately now for the sound I yeah. have Rich doing, but, oh, good. but I'm going to get those two to help me. Yes. <laughs> but I still have to edit the videos. I mean, so there's always this process and then you got to promote it. So it's like, same thing with your business. It's like you have yep. to, then you have to go post all your video. I mean, it's, yep. and I'm not complaining. Just no, no, no. be aware that this is the bigger picture. It's not just, oh, 
you're going to eat a shit sandwich no matter what the fuck you do is that shit sandwich worth it if that doesn't necessarily excite you you know what i mean is it worth it would you still be doing this work you know if if you got to do that my answer is always going to be yes yeah. i'm always going to be working with spirit this is where i'm supposed to be this is the work i'm supposed to be doing you know there i could have taken a thousand other avenues in my life and i didn't i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be i trust that yeah. i trust that now so I know who I am. I'm way more confident. And I think that's when your brand really starts to shine, when your confidence starts to come through and you trust in yourself. So also to give yourself patience and time. You don't want to flash in the pan. That doesn't last. You want real sustainable something here. You want to build something. You got to do that brick by brick, day by day, and with patience. I know. Tell me to go fuck myself. But no. that's the fucking deal. No, you know? But, I know no. but for people listening, they're like, oh, boo. I get it. I get it. But like, that's the fucking deal. Especially if you want to build an empire or you want to build something real that's got lasting power. Well, they yeah. talk about podcasting. It's like, you know, they say, oh, there's like, I think there's a million podcasts out there now or something like that. Oh, yeah. But the fact is, most people that start a podcast will do maybe five episodes. And then that's drop it. off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they yeah, realize. they're not getting the traction that they want or they right. think they should. And it's like, no, you got to be willing to have zero people listen to you for a while until you start getting to your groove and really showing up as your best form. I, I mean, there's, you know what I'm saying? So I think uh, that's fine. There's a million out there, but really, and realistically, there's probably more like 500,000 mm -hmm. that are actually consistently going and doing this work. I think it's a much smaller group that's actually continually doing it. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you got to have belief in yourself. You have to. I had a guy on my show. He's like, "Yeah, we just did our 900th episode of our podcast," and I'm like, "Wow, you don't hear that? That's yeah. good for you. That's yeah. awesome." I think also too, process of elimination. The longer that you're at it, uh, the more people drop off, and you're the last one standing. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> just trust that too. Okay, trust the process. Patience and time. As long as it's worth it to you, yeah. eventually it all pan out. So just yeah. keep showing. All you can do is show up and do the work. That's Let everything else fall into place around it. Let your work speak for itself. That's yeah. with anything. So on that note, you guys check out Sarah. She she does offer readings and she's a fabulous reader. Thank and you. She's a friend of the show and I'm <laughs> glad she came back. And Me too. You're supposed to be on my other show too. But we'll talk oh, about that do off it. air. So anyway, oh, yeah. take care, Sarah. And yes. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to my chaos and fuckery. Thank you for having me back on Donna. I love being here with you. I love you, my friend. This is always a blast. I'll come back anytime you invite me. Thanks guys. Awesome. <laughs> well, Sarah and I had an interesting conversation. There were some things I most likely normally would not have said, but I did. And you know, it's, it's the truth will set you free, I guess. So it's kind of now that I've said it out loud, maybe it's taken some of the shame away and I own it. Like I said, I did it because I was in love with the person or I thought I was and I wanted to feel loved. And after all, isn't that why most of us get in a relationship after, you know, is to feel loved. And sometimes we find the right person and sometimes we don't. And that's okay. It's an experience. And, you know, life is experience, isn't it? That's the lessons we learn from. So if you, you know, one thing that we did talk about that you guys really should pay attention to, whether it's a pirate book site or somebody DMing you and telling you, hey, the the angels have told me to reach out to you. Don't trust it. If, you know, for myself, because I do readings and Sarah does readings, vet us. You know, you should know that we're not going to reach out and say that to you. We are not going to say that to you. We don't we don't go searching for people. I don't sit there and go, oh, I had a calling to reach out to you. If you want a reading from me, 
You can find me on my website. That's the way I look at it. Or you can go on TikTok or you can message, you know, you can make a comment on a post and I'll reach back out to you. I don't have a problem doing that. So on that note, I hope you have a wonderful day. Oh, oops. I forgot the, uh, all the good stuff. So if you missed an episode of the Better Two Podcast, you can find it at bettertwopodcast.com and you can find all our social media links there as well. And if you want a reading like we talked about, or you would like to find out more information about my books, you can do so at dmneedom.com. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the show. As always, the show is brought to you by Kitty Mystic and dmneedom.com. And our audio is done by Rich Zai of Third Year Audio Productions. So thank you guys for tuning in and I'll catch you next time, guys. Bye. The Better Two Podcast is mixed, edited, and produced by Rich Zai of Third Ear Audio Productions.